welcome to the Firefly Creatrix podcast. For this first series, I'm going to be exploring creativity from different aspects, using a different theme and topic to talk around each episode. Um, So you'll just hear my voice for this series, but let's see what comes next. Please do like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. And looking forward to hearing any feedback and starting more nourishing conversations. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me on this journey and um, for having patience with me because the first thing I want to acknowledge as we begin this episode on creativity and letting go is that I essentially missed an episode. (laughs) My intention with this first series was to release um, my voice into the world once every two weeks, exploring a topic or a theme within creativity or around the around through the lens of creativity through the lens of my creative journey through the lens of what I've learned through being a creative person in this world again side note we're all creative people Um, we just you know utilize different parts of that creativity within how we show up um and yeah um I'm sure many of you who listening are totally like totally cool with that because I know the kind of audience who are drawn to listen to this podcast um really understand and um celebrate actually the kind of humanness of our lives and that even with the intention to release you know to release every two weeks life you know life has other plans sometimes and things come in and um I have chosen to flow with that Um, And as those of you who follow me on social media will know, I've been um, away on a trip the last three months and I just got back to the UK yesterday um, on the day that I'm recording. It was yesterday that I returned um, from a trip that has taken me both physically and creatively and heart, (laughs) you know, in a, a... in terms of my journey of my heart and my experience of of being a human has taken me in different directions than I could have expected, which is what I love about travel, is that it always surprises me and nourishes me in ways that I didn't know I need needed nourishing and challenges me in ways that I didn't know I needed to be challenged. Um, and so the last month especially has been particularly rich with gifts um and opportunities to really delve deeper into yeah into where I can I can open more where I need more boundaries where I can like find more clarity within uh, around who I'm here to be around what my creativity has the power to do all of those themes so that is why Actually, I don't think this creativity and letting go episode, which I've had the intention to sit down and record for quite some time, um, and I knew it, whatever reason, I knew it needed to be this topic. And yet, I actually don't think it would have been the right time, in inverted commas, quotation marks. It wouldn't have been the right time until now. So it's actually perfect, but just I want to acknowledge that... um, Yes, this episode is two weeks late, or just a bit more than two weeks late. And I want to acknowledge that 
yeah, this podcast is actually, and the recording, the process of recording this podcast has been a real help in within this topic in particular. So as this process has gone on and, um, I mean, I guess it started before recording the podcast. So I would have, would used to have been, is that even a sentence? I used to be (laughs) quite afraid of um, public speaking, of, you know, having my voice heard. Um, I definitely wouldn't have liked to listen back to my voice or to see myself recorded. Um, And that's been one of the beautiful things that has developed through Kumari's Adventure with Her Moon Cycle, my project in Nepal, is that as a kind of spokesperson to celebrate you know, the the giant leaps and bounds that have happened um, within that project itself, but also within the kind of menstrual empowerment world, both in Nepal and in the kind of wider world. Um, I've talked at different um, conferences and different presentations. And so to what I what I realised through doing that was that actually I don't like listening to myself when I'm talking about something that I don't believe in, <laughs> because it is not true um it's not true to it's not true with a capital t for me for my heart for my my deep knowing um of what i'm here to do and who i'm here to be um you know if i'm talking about something that's not aligned and that doesn't feel feel wholesome and nourishing then of course i'm not going to be um I'm not going to be cohesive in my language, but also I'm not going to want to kind of listen back to that and celebrate it. So yeah, Kumari was has been, continues to be a great kind of reflection point for me to 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 know that when I'm talking about something that's so true to me, I I I can I'm here for it. You know, I can stand up, I can use my voice, I have a voice to be used, um, and there's power in it. And so, yeah, that was sort of why I knew that I could, I could, I could do a podcast. I could show up for a podcast. And I knew also that what would come through would be enlightening for me and hopefully for other people listening too. that it's a journey that I need to go on or that I wanted to go on. I wanted to take myself on to kind of re- re-parent, re-invite the different creative parts of myself and and acknowledge, I think, within that parenting, like, acknowledge the different elements of creativity that have got me to where I am today, um, or the different kind of um, facets of life that I've experienced and explored through my creative journeys, um, and that they've shown me. And so, yeah, so as I've recorded these, this series, I have not always, you know, I've been okay to listen back to the episodes, basically, and to hear myself and to kind of um, revel in the insights that have come out, because with each episode, I have written notes and, you know, had a vague idea of where, what might come through and what I wanted to kind of talk around so that I don't get completely lost, um, or go off on too many tangents, because that's something that I like to do. (laughs) Uh, But within that, within that framework that I set for myself, there were so many things that I, 
that I was surprised by and in awe of and a little bit sad about sometimes. And also the repetition of things was really surprising. So yeah, once I get past this, um, and I'm able to love my humanness, you know, love the kind of ums and the ahs and the repetition of some words or the gaps in between my sentences or the way that sentences don't always come out like, you know, quote unquote, good English sometimes. Um, then that that in itself is a huge, um, not even triumph. I mean, it is a triumph, but it's more, I think, again, it's coming back to that idea of it's more of um, a recognition that what's meant to come through is coming through and acknowledging that I'm talking about what I know to be what I need to be talking about you know it's that understanding that I am walking myself to my truth and it may not be exactly what I meant to talk about yet but this is the journey this podcast that you're on with me you know you're here listening and this this is a podcast that's taking me closer to that kind of clarity that I've that I'm here to find. Um, so yeah, so one of the things that kept coming up, um, and <laughs> if you've listened to all the episodes, you'll probably recognise this too. I know, you know, from interactions with many people in my life that often it's we we ourselves, me myself, and the last person to kind of see a correlation or or know when something needs to change because from an outside perspective it's it can be obvious it can be very clear that something needs to change and yet for me for us as the person experiencing it because we're so in it we can't see it so all that to say that um yeah it was it was my my early education or my, sorry, my education within the creative world and my early experience of the professional setting has come up in nearly every episode. Um, and that to me is really interesting and really intriguing. Um, I've done a lot, you know, a lot of work on myself and personal development with, with therapists, with somatic therapists, within the spiritual world. I've, you know, delved deep into my conditioning, my, um, yeah, my own kind of personal blend of, of stories that I've been fed and, and I'm now in a process of unlearning what I, I, um, experienced to be not mine, <laughs> that I know is something that's been given to me and something that I've internalized, but might not be, um, true for me. And yet this was something that I hadn't really seen throughout all of that work. Um, I've shared quite a lot that creativity is something that I thought at some points in that journey, in that kind of, especially the spiritual part of my journey where I've kind of gone more into um, more like yogic, like living in a more yogic way, um, living within spiritual communities. I actually at some points have thought that I needed to, to to again quote unquote give up my creative journey because at that point again no one told me this was something that I in interpreted that that 
my creativity was somehow not spiritual and I don't really know how I interpreted that again there there's something something amiss within the systems that I was in um but it wasn't ever um explicitly said to me and yet I interpreted it that way so I felt that I needed to step away from it that it wasn't somehow nourishing for me as a human on my human journey in this life um, and yet creativity has always come back to find me in some ways or it's just intuitively been how I've how I've approached a problem or how I've um, my solution is is it is for me it's it's always how I've come to process things to understand them to um, give them context to give them something tangible for me and for others to kind of hold on to um and yeah as a as a as a way of solving a problem as a way of even if it's something very practical <laughs> i i know that i can feel it's the same feeling in my body when as when i'm kind of starting a new project it's this same feeling of like you using the same skills um for a practical problem i don't know we need to organize a load of things in a garage I don't know but there's the, it's the same feeling in me that comes where it's like this is a creative this is this is a, a problem that um or a challenge that my creativity can come in as part of the solution and okay so I've gone off on one of these tangents <laughs> um so one of the notes that I've got here which I think is quite key, a key point is you've got to know what you're holding on to to be able to let it go. And I think that is kind of, again, what this podcast has given me because of how often this conversation around my my education in university in particular, around within my graphic design um, education. And I'm not, like I just wanted to clarify here, I'm not talking about my early years because actually it's my early years, my preschool education or my preschool like intuitive learning and maybe in my early kind of primary school years, she is actually who I now I'm going back to as my, my guide, my intuitive inner teacher who knew, yeah, she knew like why I was here. She knew what my creativity was capable of and she knew that creativity was my my tool <laughs> in life. Um and yet of course we go th we, you know, we're sold a, we're sold a story that life is this linear path and that we have to get into our stream and follow it. Um and yeah if that if life is linear then it's not a straight line <laughs> it's all I will say <laughs> from my point of view um it's very spirally and it's definitely brought me back around again and again to different to well okay to similar challenges but I'm a different person each time so I'm meeting you know meeting myself each time or meeting the challenge as a different person but still within within my body um but with different experience different life experience different age different approach different um 
different uh different wants different different desires for what the outcome to that challenge might be or what what lesson i might be needing to draw from that challenge so yeah what what the fact that every conversation that i've had with myself but with you guys <laughs> but recording alone you know sitting at my computer looking into a screen seeing myself feel like I'm having a conversation with myself, with my younger self sometimes, with my best friends, with people that are super close to me and understand this wiggle, the wiggle that we're on, the wiggle of life. The fact that, yeah, this this topic of my early um, graphic design education and also the early years of my um, my career have come up every time shows that there's something there for me there's something there something there that's that you know there's 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 actually quite a lot of pain there there's actually quite a lot of um discomfort shame even that I let those things influence me so heavily um and yeah even just saying that just take a second (laughs) and send compassion to her, to, to the girl that was in that education, but also to myself right now, because yeah, she was doing the best that she could with what she had at that time, as we all were, as we all have done in our different stages of conditioning, you know, again, I know I use that word a lot, but I really, it's such a theme for me at the moment, the kind of the good girl conditioning. And because I had that prior I had the good girl conditioning way way prior to the kind of intensive graphic design conditioning she you know the good girl was was very present when I was in the graphic design um, education and so her desire to to survive um like not just survive within the course but survive like physically like to not die was um yeah to get approval from from all of these these senior people to me my tutors my um the guest tutors my peers people who had very strong opinions and were seemed to be very very clear about how creativity should be and what a good outcome was and what a bad outcome was my you know my good girl she was just desperate for their approval, desperate to hear the validation that she was doing okay and that she was within the pack, within the team, accepted, not, um, you know, not about to be pushed out, not about to be abandoned at the side of the road and told that, oh, well, you know, you're not actually good enough for our group and so you'll need to go off into the wilderness by yourself and defend yourself from the tigers and the bears, which is essentially, you know, the core, the core pain, the core kind of desperation to be included and be safe as a human being. So, you know, it goes beyond, beyond, um, beyond the, the actual, you know, the metaphor is so much deeper than just being in an education setting or in a professional setting. So yeah, she was there. She was there definitely very present and very scared of losing her place, of um, 
not being included uh, and not being good enough. Again, good girl. She needs to keep that title. It can't be the not good enough girl. It needs to be the good girl. And yeah, obviously perfectionism comes in alongside that too, which we've also had the episode about. So I guess part of what I want to say with this episode is what this podcast and other work that I've been doing alongside and and have been doing for a while, but I think what this podcast has done for me and will continue to do as we move in to a second series um, is to centre different things like those those people those you know those previous versions of myself are not about to completely disappear and I'm not you know deluding myself and I invite anyone listening not to expect or even want I think I think it would be too for me okay let's go back to me for me it would be too 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 painful actually to just completely cut them off because they're such, they've brought me to where I am. They're they're part of my journey. They're part of my growth path. And if we think about this idea of you know we're walk, we're walking ourselves home, like those two parts of me. I'm thinking of like the good girl, the perfectionist, and also then yeah this. I mean yeah both of those, but within the creative setting, they were both you know doing what they knew needed to happen for me to survive and to take me to where I needed to be. And now I'm in a very different place and I don't need them to walk me anywhere, but they're still part of my path. They're still part of my story that's got me to where I am. And so I don't want to cut them off and and delete them and pretend that they're not there. I, I just want them to be included in the story and acknowledged and have that compassion sent to them and and given to them and have them know that I see how that you know how they showed up for me and how they were integral to my journey and will continue to be and now what I want to center and that what I am centering is the is the love is the love for this creativity for this craft and I guess the, again, uncomfortable, edgy part of this, um, my current sort of mantra, I guess, my current kind of way of approaching things is to meet the edges, meet my edges, take myself to an uncomfortable place, but not kind of blast my way through an edge because, again, in my past experience, or my experience of life has been that if I try to kind of bash my way through the comfort zone and push myself into like a complete like alien environment or an alien way of being then my nervous system cannot you know cannot cope with it so my my invitation to myself now is is to is to go to that edge and and yeah really ask myself which is so counterintuitive to what I learned at that time when, when you know, good girl me and perfectionist me were kind of very much driving the bus. What do I love? What 
do I love about creativity? What do I love to create? What do I love how it looks like? Um, and can I let go of what it, what it should look like or what I should be focusing on or what I should um, yeah how uh, you know how I should fit into the industry um, and that's big <laughs> so that for me is an edge right now and and I'm so happy to be meeting it and I feel like this journey with the podcast and other like intentional things that I've been implementing into my life like intentional conversations with people who I witness to be showing up unapologetically you know like to be sharing their creativity in a way that that feels to me as an outsider as being very heart-led very intuitive very yeah clearly them and not not needing to explain why <laughs> um so yeah all these things are, have kind of been happening alongside each other um and also things within my personal life you know really kind of asking myself like what what is this choice what is this choice saying to the universe but also and also what is it is it aligned with where i want to be going does it fit into my vision you know, what what do I need to unpack from my conditioning to get to this place in my life creatively and holistically? Um, and where, therefore, yeah, what needs to be let go of? <laughs> and, and what needs, uh, wh where can I open up some space for the things that do want to come in to come in? And I think that letting go is a big part of that. So another thing that I feel that we get told, um, and again, not in words necessarily, uh, maybe for some people, and maybe maybe I did, I don't know. I don't know, I don't remember it. But I feel, I feel like, especially as a creative person, I got the memo that I would be able to, okay, especially as a good girl creative, that I would be able to over my journey, continuously take in advice and um, opinions and also preferences of all the people around me, particularly people that I admire, probably I would be able to like um, release and not be influenced by people who I didn't admire. But then on a deeper level, probably the people that I didn't admire were because I'd been told that I don't need to admire them by the, the conditioning that I that I had, especially especially within my work environment. There was um, very much a clear, like I mentioned before, a clear understanding of what was good and what was bad. And if something was, um, again, quote unquote bad, then there's no point to um, really worry about what they what they thought, what's their truth. So yeah, so I had this memo that I can take all of this information in and basically like evolve myself and how I see it visually is this almost like every bit of information, every different person's truth, I have to expand myself a little bit to fit that in, to merge it with the truth that I already have. So again, that truth is like thousands of people's different opinions 
that I, as a good girl creative, need to um, mould into my truth. So essentially, my truth is just over time getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and as a younger person, I when I received this memo, I was like, cool, okay, so yeah, that's what basically, at that time, that's basically what adulting is, maybe, that I just need to continue to accept everyone else's um, opinions and belief systems and amalgamate them into mine so that I am inclusive and accepting of everybody. Again, there's a whole probably different conversation going on that we could have here around, um, you know, accepting someone doesn't mean you need to agree with them. <laughs> but I, I didn't have that, you know, that memo did not come alongside that memo has come in much later um and so that to, to you know to be able to respect someone and to acknowledge their brilliance does not mean that i need to to also agree with them and um include their way of thinking and being into my way of thinking and being um so yeah that's a little side note but um probably not something i've got time to delve into today um but yes so I was essentially just getting bigger and bigger and bigger in this visual <laughs> metaphor, thinking that that was the way to do it, thinking that, that was what adulting was like in, in a creative, good girl, inclusive way. But I didn't see until later was that I was essentially um, diluting myself with each and every opinion and external truth that I absorbed because my my actual voice was in the very center of this expanding blob <laughs> and she wasn't getting a word in because she was by that by the time she's taking in all of these different opinions and oh my god that person's so great and they think this is good so now I've got to think that's good and I've got to have that be inclusive of you know have that be included within my belief system and oh my god that person he's just something completely different and yet it's also brilliant and he thinks that that's crap oh but you know how do I how do how do I you know balance all of that out to be true at the same time within my body and so with all of that external noise and that external conversation of how to like balance all of these different kind of opinions and um yeah belief systems let's say around me of course that noise is just muffling my inner my inner knowing my my unique magic you know my visual magic that was always inside it never went it never it never dimmed even it just got covered over um so in 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 my experience that is kind of what's happening or, and has been happening but is happening now in a kind of in quite a big way is this breaking down of this um this it is conditioning and of these kind of noisy belief systems that have muffled this inner voice which is essentially the love that I have for my unique creativity and again, if you followed the creative, the creative, the Firefly Creatrix for a while, you'll see, you know, that I, I know, I know what I love. Um, 
and I know what I need to let go of. <laughs> um, so, okay, so there's that. This is the this is the main part that I wanted to kind of go into with the creativity and letting go. And of course, we can also see that how that happens within each creative project and within within each you know creative. Not even a yeah, it doesn't have to be a project, a journey. That there has to be again, it's that grief phase, the the letting go, the for me, for example, with with Kumari's adventure with her moon cycle, um, there had to be a letting go process, especially once she was published, um, and it and there was a sadness there because it had been such a huge part of my life to create it, to collate and curate all of these incredible images from from girls across Nepal. And suddenly it was it was done, and it was the last part was particularly painful, just with the logistics and the more of the kind of um, practical side of publishing a book, especially in a country and a culture that is not mine. Um, there was a lot of of hurdles to to jump, and a lot of hoops to kind of find ways to get through <laughs> to get it out there, and so. I again was oh not again but I, in other parts of my life this is this has happened that I thought that there would be this big relief and this big kind of surge of joy once once the publishing had happened but actually there was there was that but there was also a sense of of grief of um of of release I suppose but then yeah within that a letting go partly because I was very aware um, and anyone who has children, I, I don't have children, but I imagine there's this sense of, um, yeah, the grief of, of separation, of having to let that thing, and so Kumari almost was and is a child to me, it's something that I've birthed over a long period of time, and I'll always be her caretaker, um, and I recognise that she needs to have her own life, her own voice, and and develop in the way that she needs to, and I can't control that, and I won't be, even if I wanted to, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to, so I won't be trying to, um, and, I, and even now, even a year after she was published, um, it's actually, yeah, it's actually, I think, a year tomorrow that she's, no, it was a year on the 2nd of June, since she was published um yeah even now I find myself kind of trying to get more you know invasive into the process and like what's this how can I make this happen in this way and of course there's love there there's love for for uh, wanting her to do well and wanting her to get into the, the hands of the of people who will find her a good a useful resource for anyone who doesn't know it's a Kumari's Adventure with Her Moon Cycle is a um, holistic, creative uh, storybook about menstruation for young people in Nepal. And it's been distributed across the country um, and it, yeah, it's helping a lot of people. So it's it's really beautiful. Um, so yeah, there's that part of the, the, the letting go, the, the kind of the end of the cycle and any project um, for for my in my experience any project that i've created and worked with someone alongside um you know whether that be a team of people or an individual person 
there's always a sense that that when, once once the kind of final handover has happened and and often there's still more to happen there's still more sort of parts of the project to go forward after that initial file handover has happened but once the files have handed over there really has to be a letting go because there's a there has to be a um a knowing and a trust that those files will be used however that person now sees fit to use them um and again this this for me is a big part of my creative conditioning breakdown or the breaking down of my creative creative conditioning was that there used to be this so much sort of sadness and pain that they weren't being used in quote unquote the right way and that's not a thing <laughs> you know yes I create guidelines that help people to use them in in the way that I envisage them um and yeah if you know if you want to invest people invest in in creating <clears throat> systems and visual systems that allow them to kind of grow in a in a um cohesive way in a way that is like you know you can piece someone that's coming to the the project or the business from an outside perspective would see how the things fit together and yet you know we all have different viewpoints as to how that happens um so yeah that's been a big part of my 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 deconditioning as well is to is to really appreciate that yes I will do everything that I can everything that I am employed and paid to to do to be to ensure that this creative project has as much um as much structure and as much freedom as it needs to to grow and then the growth has to has to be organic you know it has to it's going to be influenced by so many different people with with different um aesthetic you know different things that they find aesthetically pleasing and also just different ways of doing things. There's no one one right way, as we know. <laughs> um, so there's, yeah, there's that piece that I feel is part of the, the cycle and, and the menstrual cycle too, as we, as we talked about before, that these cycles are so visible in our external worlds and nature. Like we see that in winter, it's like that real letting go of, you know, everything. I mean, maybe that's more autumn actually. Yeah, autumn is just this, this let let's like let everything go. Anything that's not meant to be here, let's just release it. Um so yeah, there's the 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 visual uh, external what we see, the nature what, what we know to be to be true in the outside world and, and obviously that is reflected within us as humans, we are nature. Um yeah, and then there's this this inner inner which is another word that I would also use around the menstrual cycle, so I'm going to be careful here. But yeah, inner, the inner inner versions of, of ourselves, which is what I was talking about, uh, or I have talked about the most in this episode. Because I, I feel, for me, that this, this is key. This is key for stepping into the next part of what I'm here to do. And the other way that I wanted to just kind of sort of round this off is I read a I read a passage in Untamed today, which is Glennon Doyle's book, which I highly recommend, and I'll um, I will write in the show notes this particular passage. Um, but it was about 
it was about how we get told it was about gender it was about how we get told to be um no sorry it was well yeah gender gender fits into this too but it was about sexuality um she was likening us to water and how we how we get given two different glasses we get given two glasses whether we're straight or gay and as she pointed out in she points out in the narrative there's so many other glasses that need to be there but even the fact that there's glasses is the, is the issue right so we get told to put our water our juicy selves our like life force our incredible energy that is held within this met metaphoric water we have to pour all of it into one glass and there's not really the option to put a bit in each glass because that's just weird you know, again quote unquote weird quote unquote not you know, not accepted by people by <laughs> the structures that surround us and I f this is what I feel this is why I'm saying this this is what I feel also happens within within my experience of the creative world and again I'm going to caveat this by saying no one's ever said this to me in in so many words and I think that's why these things are so hard to see so hard to undo because they're not said it's implied and it's um it's over time it's not like there's this one angry outburst that we can pinpoint it to it's it's a slow conditioning and what I experienced, my binary within the, my creative conditioning was you either need to put all of your water into this glass that says that you're such a um, diverse di designer and you can, you can, you know, people wouldn't look at your work and think it was yours. They would, th they, th they see you as being so, um, yeah, so diverse, so able to, to morph. Um, so I look at my portfolio from when I first graduated university and there's nothing about it visually that holds it together so that but that was celebrated that was brilliant um at the time so the fact that I could show up one day and be a an incredible type designer and the next day I'm I might use illustration and I, that's not a very good example because I still I still do that <laughs> but they but they didn't need to look like they didn't need to have a style to them that, that that held them together there was no cohesiveness so yeah you either put all of your water into this like jar that says I am diverse and I can do whatever you want I will morph um into whatever your creative director or your um client needs or you put your all of your water into I am. I have a, a, a very, very strong niche, and I look. My work looks the same each and every time. And I went for the, the I can morph glass. I put myself a hundred percent into that. I celebrated, and I, um, yeah, I sold myself on that. I was, I was able to be whatever anyone needed, and again, that fits heavily into the good girl, conditioning that she can be creatively she can be whatever you need and she will work her ass off to find a way to be that thing if she's not got the skills already she will find a way so for a while I had this almost jealousy but um wish to become more of the niche and I do I love I love you know I love people's work that is so iconically them 
And yet for me, I don't think I can go fully. So what I'm saying is that again, the, the glass system just doesn't work. <laughs> we just need to break the glasses. So yeah, I cannot put myself 100% into a niche because that's not how I work. And I also don't want to be so beige um, as a designer that that you wouldn't know that it was my work. So there's there's definitely this this um, this dance that's happening. I feel like the pendulum the pendulum can sw- it has for me it has swung fully into the in the direction of I will morph into everything, and you won't even know who I am. And then now it's sort of falling the other way, or it ha- and it has tried to go the completely the other direction into I want to niche into something. I want to be recognised for my niche, and now it's it's breaking that down, and and I still want to have a cohesive style, and I still I feel like I'm I do have that, and I'm developing that, and yet I want I. I don't want to be boxed. I don't want to be put into a category. I have so much diversity to offer. And I also want to be, I want to have the permission to grow. That's the other challenge of of the niche designers is that people love it so much that if you start to evolve and grow, people are like, what? Like, that's not you. And they have to go back to their old ways. They don't have to, but maybe they choose to. So yes, this all to say that letting go is not easy. I think it, it's part of every process. It's not comfortable in my experience. And yet it's full of so much juice. And literally if we use this metaphor of the water glasses, it's like they're gonna be water all over the floor <laughs> with this letting go, with this deconditioning with this reimagining i think that's a good word to end on reimagining the possibilities of what life might look like if we can let go of these structures let go of this conditioning again just to acknowledge not letting it go to the point of it being banished and shamed but letting it go so that it's it's part of the storyline it's like wow thank you so much for bringing me here thank you so much for your wisdom and your you know your protection that you gave me when you kept me safe and you um use this survival technique to get me to where I needed to be so that I could grow to the next phase so you know those parts of myself are not going anywhere it's just about now at this point at this point that we're at societally as well can what else you know what needs to break down what needs to be reimagined so that we don't need these glasses anymore we don't need these boxes we get to be who we are um and have that celebrated and have have that not be something that means we're less viable you know uh, even commercially, like even even as a way to kind of connect with our audiences, have that be something that's actually celebrated. That's my, that's what I I'm reimagining at the moment. Is that 
having being one or the other being being either either end of the spectrum either of the binaries is not more preferable it's not a, a preference let's reimagine that together let's reimagine that we get to be truly unapologetically ourselves without forcing all of our wild juicy life force into a container which essentially keeps us small let's reimagine growing into spilling into (laughs) our huge ocean of potential all right i'm gonna leave it there and there'll be a pause now at the end of this first series this first season and i'll see you again after the summer solstice all right sending so much love so much gratitude for anyone everyone who has joined me on this journey so far and excited to be leaving this series with this concept of reimagining what's next see you soon thank you for listening today please do follow the firefly creatrix on instagram facebook and youtube for more inspiring content